Hi there, this is Harry. Welcome back to Advanced English Lessons with Harry, where I try to help you to get a better understanding of the English language, to help you with your conversational skills, your business English skills, interview skills, whatever your goals are, we're here to help. And for those of you and your friends or family who want one-to-one -one lessons, well, you know what to do. Just get in touch, www.englishlessonviaskype.com and you can apply for a free trial lesson and we'd be very happy to hear from you and very happy to help you. And in this advanced English lesson today, we're looking at prepositional phrases, prepositional phrases with on. So it's an advanced level, prepositional phrases using on. I've got 14 of them in the list, so I'm going to go through them one by one. I'll explain them and give you some working examples and hopefully you'll be able to understand those. And as I always say, the best way to understand them is to practice them. And if you can practice those and learn not all of them, learn some of them, then you'll be in a much better place. And if you need any more help, any examples, then all you have to do is write or contact me at www.englishlessonviaskype.com and I'll certainly help you with anything further I can. Okay, let's get back to the, the lesson today. As I said, it's an advanced English lesson using prepositional phrases with on. So let's get started. On occasion. Yeah. Now, on occasion is the same meaning as occasionally or from time to time. So on occasion, we get a really nice summer here in Ireland, but usually it's a little bit colder than the continent and a little bit wetter. So on occasion means from time to time. Do you meet up with your friends? Ah, on occasion, but I don't usually have a lot of time with family, with work and traveling, so it's not so easy. On occasion, from time to time, or indeed, occasionally I meet up with my friends. From time to time, I meet up with my friends. From time to time, I go walking in the hills on occasion. Okay, so that's the first one, on occasion. Number two, on the increase. Well, when something is on the increase, it usually means it's going up. So it could be inflation is on the increase. The level of crime in certain cities is on the increase. Strikes by workers looking for more money is on the increase. So anything that is moving up or moving up steadily or is increasing day to day, week by week, whenever it is, we can say on the increase. Number three, on board. Okay, now we can say it's good to have people on board means to be on the same page, to be on the same wavelength, to be in agreement with whatever you've made. So, or if somebody joins a company for the first time and when he comes in on the Monday when he's starting work or she's starting work, they may be met by a senior member of the management. And the words they're more likely to say is, good to have you on board. I'm glad to have you on board. Okay, so it's a way of greeting people. It's a way of welcoming them to a new company to start the new chapter, the next chapter in their career. Welcome on board. Now, you can use it literally when you climb up those steps or walk along that arm of the in the airport to get to the plane and the, the steward or stewardess or the member of the cabin crew will say, good to have you on board, sir or madam. Welcome on board. So that's a literal greeting. But on board, it's good to have you on board in the company. Good to have everybody on board where they agree with 
the next plan, the marketing plan, the budgets, whatever that might be, to be on board together, part of the team. On behalf of, this is a well-known expression, it's quite formal and we would use it in a few different ways. Let me give you something in specific. If you're inviting somebody to, let's say, the wedding of your son or daughter, on behalf of my wife and I, or I would like to invite you to the wedding of our daughter or son that is due to take place on certain date in April or whenever that might be. Okay, so on behalf of. Or if you want to thank somebody, so you might get a letter from the management of your company on behalf of the board of directors or on behalf of the management, we would like to thank all staff for their contribution and their efforts during the year. Without them, it wouldn't have been possible. So a way of thanking people for what work they've done in a year and it might be accompanied by details of a bonus payment or salary increases. So on behalf of. So it's quite formal, but it's a nice way to be thanked. It's a nice way to invite people. It's a nice way to welcome people. So the father of the bride might stand up at the head of the table when they're having the ceremony or the dinner after the the main wedding ceremony and he would say on behalf of my family I would like to welcome you all here to enjoy the wedding of my daughter to her husband blah 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 okay so then crack a few jokes tell a few funny stories and hopefully everybody will laugh so on behalf of on your mind well when you have something on your mind it's usually a good idea to try and share it with people it's usually a good idea to get it off your mind so that it doesn't trouble you. I've had something on my mind all day and I've been meaning to say it to you. Or I've had something on my mind all week and I would really like to discuss it with you. So if you've got a problem with one of your colleagues or one of your classmates or a friend and there's something irritating you, something bugging you and it's on your mind and you really can't sleep so you really like to discuss it, you like to, to get it off your mind, put it out there so that you can explain to your friend what the problem happens to be. You just want to discuss what is on your mind, okay? Or if you sit down with the boss, you've told him that you'd like to meet him for 10 or 15 minutes and he might say to you, well, yeah, what's on your mind? So he asks the question, quite an open question, what's on your mind? What can I help you with? What's your problem? So then you have the opportunity to present your particular position to your boss so that you can discuss it hopefully openly. So on your mind, something that you want to discuss, something literally you want, you want to get off your mind and you want to share it with him. On strike, well, on strike is a quite a popular expression, particularly in modern times when inflation is rising and salaries are not rising at the same level to meet the cost of living and the cost of inflation. So workers often go on strike. They might be the train drivers, the bus drivers, the nurses, the doctors, whoever it is that really feel that they play a very, very important part in the development of the economy, feel that they're not getting paid enough for the job they do. So they approach their union representatives who try to discuss it with management, try to get some reasonable pay deal that will go some way to covering the cost of inflation. And if they don't get what they want, then they have a vote among the members, the, the nurses, the doctors, the bus drivers, the train drivers, 
and then they vote to go on strike. And on strike means to stop working for a period of time until management make an offer or a better offer that they can consider. So to be on strike means to stop working for days, weeks, whatever it might be. Next expression, and this one is number seven, on end. Now, we use this in quite a, an unusual way, so I'll give it to you and then I'll explain what it means. It has, it, well, it re, what it really means, first of all, is that something happens continuously over a long period of time. It has been raining here for days on end. So what it means is it has been raining continuously for two, three or more days without any stop and it's, there's no sign of it letting up. Yeah? So when something happens for, for days on end, then it's continuous, snowing for days on end. The temperature has been low now for days on end. The wind has been howling or blowing for days on end, meaning one day after another, after another, after another. Okay, so usually when we're talking about weather, we can refer to it as something happening for days on end. And usually it's not good. It's not the sun was shining for days on end. It was either raining or snowing or the wind was blowing. Okay, when other things are on end, you know, they could be turned upside down. So as a result of the very strong wind, the cars or bicycle sheds or something was on end, meaning turned upside down. So we're always, again, talking about weather situations. Okay, so then we're on to number eight. Number eight is on your own. So we can use this in a couple of ways. You can be left on your own. So your wife or partner, whoever it happens to be, he or she goes off for a day or two days with their friends and you're left on your own. So you have to look after yourself. You have to get your own meals. You have to occupy yourself. Some people like that because it's a bit of free time for themselves, a bit of me time, nobody to interrupt. You can sleep late, go to bed late, whatever you have to do. So you're left on your own. Or you can also be on your own in relation to a particular problem. So let's say there's an issue in the office and you're talking to your colleagues over the, the coffee machine or in the canteen and you say, you know, we really should approach management about this issue. We should sit down and tell them how unhappy we are. And if we all come together, I think, you know, we'll probably make some progress and they'll probably listen to us. And a couple of your colleagues say, ha, oh, I'm not going to do that. You're on your own, meaning you'll have to do it by yourself. I'm not prepared to risk my career by going up to management. Perhaps they don't trust management. Perhaps they don't have a good feeling about management. So in relation to the problem, yeah, I'm sorry, you're on your own. You'll have to fight your own corner. You'll have to fight for yourself and by yourself. So you're on your own. A bit like the movie Home Alone. Yeah, so home alone, so you're on your own, you're all by yourself. Now, the next one we have, the next expression is on time. And I've already done a lesson about expressions about time where I set out the difference between on time and in time. So there's a reference uh, of it here, so you should check it out just if you're a little bit confused between the difference about on time and in time. When we're talking about on time, we're talking about being on time for a meeting, okay? So it's all to do with schedules, okay? So scheduling or scheduling, depending on which way you wish to pronounce that. So, you know, if you're on time to 
have the meeting with your boss, you don't want to be late, if you're on time for the hair appointment that you've made, or indeed the train is going to leave on time according to the announcement in the railway station. So on time. But as I said, there's a particular lesson that I've already done about expressions of time and they set out in very clear detail the difference between on time and in time because they can be quite confusing. Okay, number 10 is on foot. Okay, now this is about walking. How did you get to the appointment because the trains were on strike? Ah, I went on foot. It's not such a long walk, maybe 25, 30 minutes. If you've got a comfortable pair of shoes and good socks, then you'll get there in no time. And I like walking, so I went on foot. I like to go on foot because I can look around and see what's happening in the town, in the city. If you're traveling by metro, you see nothing because you're underground or the train is traveling very fast. But when you're on foot, you notice a lot of different things. Now, we also use expressions like to go by bicycle or by car. So, you know, if there's a train strike or if the trains are not working because of snow or bad weather, then we can go on foot to the office, we can go by bicycle to the office, we can go by car, but always on foot. Number 11, on a spree. A spree usually means a spending spree. Just before Christmas, people like to buy presents for their friends and family, any excuse to go into the shop. So they love the opportunity to to go out and uh, spend money, usually the bank's money, so it's, it's okay. So they're on a spending spree. Oh, we went on a spending spree last Saturday. I don't know how many bags we came home with, but I was embarrassed. I took out two bags, three bags. I don't know how many bags we had in the boot of the car. But when we got into the house, we were both exhausted. So we went on a spending spree. So if you have a a new outfit or two new outfits and two days in a row, you're going to the office with a new suit, new dress, whatever, your friends look at you go, wow, you must have been on a spending spree in the last few days. So on a spree means to go a little bit crazy, a little bit mad, but slightly out of control where doing something that you you don't normally do, okay? Now, we can also use the expression to describe a spree of break-ins or robberies. So if the the police have noticed that in the last three months or four months there's been an increase in crime in the area, so some gang of criminals have been on a spree of breaking or stealing cars. So you can also use it in that context, something wide, something big, something continuous, something that goes on for a long period of time. Number 12, on the move, okay? So when we're on the move, it means literally that we're going from one place to the other. We can use it when we're talking about changing jobs. Ah, I see Michael is on the move again. He he must be getting bored. I heard he's handing in his resignation and he's he's moving to the opposition, moving to another company, one of the the competitors, yeah? Okay, so to be on the move in terms of your, your job. Or sometimes we just like to to be on the move all the time so that we don't get bored, yeah? So some people are very restless. They don't like sitting still. They get up, they walk around, they go for a cycle, they go for a walk, they go for a run, they go to the gym. Ah, he's, David, he's always on the move, always on the go because he's always active. So there are people like that. You know, if I have a good book, I like to sit down, 
I like to read it, but if I'm, I'm not reading a book, then I like to be on the move as well because it stops you getting bored. So when you're on the move or on the move constantly, you're walking, you're running, you're doing something, not just sitting still, on the move. Number 13, on reflection. Well, on reflection means when you've had time to think about something, okay? So on reflection, I don't think I should have said that, so I, I want to make an apology. So if you said something at a meeting or in discussion with your friends and off the top of your head, you said something that might have caused offence, you might come back the next day and said, you know, to be honest, on reflection, I really shouldn't have said what I said. I didn't really think about it clearly enough. And if I upset you or if I anyway insulted you, I really apologize because that was not my intention. So on reflection means looking back, thinking about something you did or something you didn't do, then, and usually it's about words, then you may want to offer some form of an apology. And you often hear it from politicians, you hear it from stars who have been caught slightly off guard when a press or journalist have come to ask them questions and they give some off the top of the head comment and it didn't really go down too well and they have to come back and they have to clarify what they said and they may well say well look, on reflection I'm not so sure I should have said that on reflection what I meant to say was this so if they've been misinterpreted in any way misunderstood or indeed if the words formed some type of insult, then they really need to apologize. And the last one, number 14, on second thoughts. And when we use this expression on second thoughts, it literally means that we've thought about it again and really we've changed our, our, our mind or we changed our opinion. Yeah. Now, it could be simple. You're sitting in the restaurant and you're, the waiter comes over and he asks you what you want to have and your partner says that he or she will have a glass of wine and you say, oh yeah, I'll have a glass of wine as well. And then just as the waiter's walking away, he said, no, no, listen, on second thoughts, just bring me a soft drink. I might have a glass of wine with the meal. So that's a very simple way to use it. Or it could be something a little bit more serious when you received some job offer and at first you were very flattered to get the offer and you thought that yeah this was the the job for you and it would be time to move but then you think about it and the next day you ring them up and say look I've been thinking over that offer and I know I said I would be interested but on second thoughts I don't think it's a really good time for me to move I don't think it's right at this time for my career so if you don't mind I'll turn down the offer but thank you very much okay so on second thoughts so on second thoughts means you have the opportunity, the chance to think over something you perhaps reacted to very quickly. And when you have more chance to think about it, more chance to look at the uh, reasoning why you made the decision, then you can say, well, on second thoughts, I'm not so sure that's right. On second thoughts, this is what I would do. And you can use it in any situation. As I said, when you're at the restaurant, you're in a business meeting, you get a job offer, whatever it happens to be, if you think or you believe that you want to change your mind, then you can introduce that with, look, on second thoughts, I think we should do that. Okay, so that's the 14 prepositional phrases with on. Okay, so yeah, they're not so difficult. It is advanced English. So as I always say, you should try and practice a few of them. And if you can get the hang of a few of them, then introduce them into your own conversations and then see how you get on. And if you need any more help, I've given you my address. You can contact me and we'll be very, very happy to help you further.
Okay, well, that's all for this particular lesson. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. This is Harry saying goodbye and join me for the next lesson. Mm -hmm.